Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we got us a, a start to a new week. Monday morning. Got good news. Hopefully, um, I'm, I'm amped up about this this vaccination news. You know, it's it's very good news for the world, man. You know, I, I'm not taking it. You know, but for those that that are waiting on it, you know, con- congratulations. I, I hope that it. It is what it is, and I hope that it all works out for you. But I'm not taking it. Man, I don't trust these people, you know? I want to take it. I want to be vaccinated. I want to be safe from any kind of, you know, uh, disease or, or virus or anything as that, that can potentially end my life. There's no question. But I don't trust these people. I'm sorry. And I'm not telling anybody to listen to me. I'm not telling anybody to do as I do, but I won't be taking it. And, you know, uh, as as much control as, as I have over my child, she won't be taking it either. But that's that's up to her mother. She's in her mother's hands, you know, and that's how my child chooses to, to be at this point. But I, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not taking it, you know, I, I can't. I can't because I know too much and that's that's the sad thing about it is when you know that that your government um and just world organizations have the potential to be corrupt it's 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 a scary thing it's a double-edged sword you know and you sit here and you question yourself like I would rather deal with the virus because at least I know for the most part how to keep myself clean and protected you know, so it's a it's a scary time, you know, and these again, these are decisions that are going to be made and you, you cannot make decisions like this emotionally, you know, and um, I've, I've put a lot of thought into it, you know, so I'm not just, uh, you know, making a decision based upon how I feel, but exactly what I do know, you know, and it's it's scary. It's it's like one of those fucking things where you you don't want to look at how hot dogs are made because you'll never eat a hot dog again. You know? And and it's kind of like one of those those instances, you know. You don't want to really research your government or understand how global dominant, you know, uh uh what the hell is the fucking word that I'm looking for, but 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 global takeover, right? You don't want to research and you don't want to really understand how this is possible because then it, it alters your thought patterns. It, it 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 makes you think differently and view things differently. So some people, again, would rather remain ignorant. Again, that's the definition of ignorance is bliss, you know? You get to run around without a worry in the world. Meanwhile, you know, everything else is going on. But you're just completely ignorant to it. So, I don't know. I'm at odds. I really am. You know, so, but for those that that, that um, completely believe in it and have been waiting on it so you can feel safer going out in, in, into, into public, uh, you know, I... I hope it is everything that you you hope it is as well, you know, and I'll pray for that because I, I just want this shit to go away, 
I'm tired of sitting in my house. I'm tired of being broke. You know, I want life to go back to normal. You know? And it's not. We all keep saying we want life to go back to normal, but it's not. It's not going back the way that it was. Just like here in America, life didn't go back the same way after 9-11. It's just, it's just these things change life as we know it. Life is going to alter. So we don't know what the new norm is going to be. And that worries me as well. So there's, there's, there's a lot of pressures and there's a lot of life worries that we can sit around and we can, we can just, we can just dive into and, 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 and be lost in worry and stress and negativity because it's so easy to do it at, at a time like this here. The hardest thing to do is to remain positive and strong and, and optimistic and, 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 and say to yourself, like, you know, it's okay. Everything is going to be all right. Because you don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. So it's, all, it's almost like a placation of myself just to keep a smile on my face and not bring other people down. These are the times that we're in. But my silver lining that I find is there have been other pockets of time where humanity has gone through what we're going through or even worse. And everything came out all right then. So that is where I pull my faith in knowing that just we just have to stay strong, stay together. If you see somebody's down and out, help these people. Help the brother, help the sister. You know, stop judging one another. And just help, whatever it is, whether it, even if you don't agree with the person, just help them. Don't break the law. I'm not telling anybody to go out and, and help somebody rob a fucking bank, you know, but just help people, man, and be nice to people. Everybody is stressed. I know I'm stressed and I'm very tense and I could easily become emotional you know, in, in any given situation because I'm a sensitive person. But see, I have to understand these things and I know that. So when I go out, I have to, man, I really have to check myself hard. You know, check myself hard. And that's just what we have to do. So today's show, I got Ron Burgess Jr. Again, another individual that had to experience life as, as we just described, growing up in South Florida, very racist area, you know. Um, a lot of drugs, a lot of, a lot of gangs, a lot of criminal activity, and not many resources. Is is what South Florida is, and this is the the environment that this individual grew up in. One of the worst, you know, um, one of the worst hoods down in South Florida in that area, and you know his mother was left by herself to raise three boys on her own. The father had a crack addiction and was just completely out of their lives. Um, so yeah, that's who I have on the show today. He, he went from a dark situation and realized that his life was on a, a tumultuous path and he chose differently. And he ended up playing professional football and now he speaks 
uh, you know, at Department of Youth Services. He speaks at churches. He speaks at schools, all to help minimize this, you know, the stigma of addiction and mental health that that we have on people. So, and and again, this is my message as well: is is just to help people understand certain situations that they just don't understand. Individuals have a lot of animosity towards gangbangers and they don't understand why why there's gangbangers and they think that gangbangers create all the crime and the drugs and we have to eliminate gangs. You know, and and you just don't understand why a 12-year-old, you know, would want to be involved in gangs. And this is what I'm here for is to bring you these stories and and share some of my my experiences to help enlighten people so that when we see an individual like this, we understand and and through understanding it, it'll create empathy, you know, and and we could help these individuals because everybody wants to to feel love in their lives. Nobody wants to feel alone. It's just that that's the way that we feel. You know, our environments and our experiences have just twisted our thoughts into believing that we're just completely alone. And that's what we're here for, ain't it, man? To show these people that that's, that, that that's just completely untrue. You're not alone. It's just hard sometimes to find people that really care. But that doesn't mean they're not there. You're just in the wrong forest. That's all it is. So it's just getting us out of that forest and getting us onto the path. So so now I'm going to bring you Ron Burgess Jr. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. For all my listeners, I love you guys. All my different countries, I hope you guys are safe, enjoying. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being part of, part of my show. I implore you guys to drop messages. Let me know what's going on in your countries. Let me know what's going on in your life. You know, let's let's hear the real news, what's going on you know, across the, the country and the world. So get back with me. Um, if you want to support any of my guests that are, are down and out on their luck, I have left links um, for you to do so as well. So let's get down to the, to the nitty gritty. Introducing Ron Burgess. Hello. Hey, Ronald. How we doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, partner? How are you? I'm chilling, man. Chilling, man. How we doing? Man, life is blessed, man. I, I I can't complain. I hear you on that, man. Another day above ground. Good to me, man. I'm telling you, man. As bad as everything's going on, man, I still I still refuse to to complain about anything, man. Yeah, man. That's the motivation, man. Everybody ain't wake up this morning, man. That's what we got to keep. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. So, so. So how are you? Tell me, tell me what's going on with you and who you are and where you come from, and give me the rundown so I know who I'm talking to, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me. All right. So I'm Ron Burgess Jr. Um, I'm basically a motivational speaker. I'm also a program manager I'm at a substance abuse facility for adults, men and women, um, and I'm also the CEO of the Ron Burgess Jr. Foundation. Um, you know, I'm a son of an addict. You know what I'm saying? I met my daddy four years ago. I'm 32. You know what I'm saying? I played pro football, AFL. Um, you know, went to the NFL Combine in 2012. First person from my college to go pro football. You know what I mean? I'm just a 
I'm just a motivator, a hustler, you know what I'm saying? I took his pain and made it to something, sought purpose in it, you know what I mean? So I'm just um, a bottom boy survivor, basically. So that's a little bit about me. So you you never dealt with addiction for yourself or nothing other than just, just grew up around it and, and, and knew that you didn't want no part of it? Right. I'm the son of an addict. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And it's and it's crazy because I met my daddy four years ago for the first time ever. First time seeing him, hearing his voice, um, seeing his face. He just found me. You know what I mean? And he wasn't in my life because of addiction. But, you know, through that, though, like, you know what I'm saying? I always wanted to be an NFL player, all that stuff. And I was I was wondering why God was leading me to addiction field. You know what I mean? Um, I got into the addiction field. Actually, when I was in college, I started working with adolescents. One of my wide receivers uh, was working with adolescents. He was from Boston, so he's from already up that way. And he basically just was saying, you know, to get some extra money while I'm up there from Florida because I was in Massachusetts. I'm in Massachusetts right now. Mm-hmm. So he basically, um, so I took the job, you know what I mean, you know, just for a paycheck working with some kids, you know, bad kids, you know, that just, you know what I mean, that engage in addictive behaviors. It was a youth detox, basically, and um but that's the, that began to grow, began to grow, you know what I mean? But at this whole time, I don't know my own father, you know what I'm saying? And then that led me to becoming a family engagement specialist where it was my job to educate 50-plus families every weekend on how addiction is not a choice. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's rather a, a, a brain disease and, like, a family disease. So then... Within that, that's when I met my dad as I was a family engagement specialist and I finally woke up and seen what God was doing because he knew if my dad would have walked in my life when I wasn't educated on this addiction stuff, man, I would have told, man, look, I'm good. I, I, I'm from college. I'm good. You know, I look at my scouts. You know what I'm saying? Your boy doing good. I don't need you. You, you late. You know what I mean? But other than that, you know, I finally got educated on addiction. So I know, like, nah, he ain't choose drugs over me, man. He just had a disease that really just hijacked his brain man so i just took him in man you know i had a hole in my heart it's filled now though and nobody gonna tell me they daddy better than mine and i know it's only been four years but you know we only on the up from now man my old boy how's he doing now yeah he doing good right now he stay in florida you know what i'm saying he doing good right now keeping his head above water you know what i'm saying we converse here and now um it ain't like on no everyday thing you know what i'm saying but it's on a monthly thing you know, so we converse, you know what I mean? We 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 can hold decent, good conversations now. You know what I'm saying? And I say decent because we ain't all the way there with the conversations, man, because he just full of guilt and shame, man. So he can't never break. He can't never hold a conversation without breaking down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, like, I be telling him, man, I'm tired of him breaking down, man. I'm good. Don't cry, man. And, but, man, I don't, think, I don't think that old man will ever be, you know what I mean, proud of what he done to the, in the past to his, to his oldest son. You know what I'm saying? So. There's no question. How, how old are you? I'm 32. 32. Okay. What was your father's addiction? My father's addiction was crack cocaine. Hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to me how, how I'm, I'm connecting with these people, you know, because, like, your story is is linear to, to mine in a sense, right? Uh-huh. I'm your father, but I'm the flip side of your father. I'm the, I'm the provider. You understand? Yeah. 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 And, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, in my ugliness and, 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 and in those ways, 
I was doing the same thing that that your father was doing in a sense, you know, yeah. it's, it's still an addiction no matter what. And this is the point that I'm trying to reach to my listeners, trying to reach to the world. We sit back and we judge other people based upon what their addiction is, what their escape from reality is, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's porn addiction, gambling, whatever your addiction is, whatever your escape is, right? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make it right for us to sit back and judge the next person. Yeah, right, right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Because where, where that's bringing us, homie, is, is that's bringing us to a place of, of such insecurity and such sensitivity, right? right? And that's what brings deviancy because I'm scared to express exactly. things that, I, that I'm going to be persecuted or embarrassed for or whatever. Right, you right, see? right. And... and Go ahead, go ahead. Right. And that's big, you know what I'm saying? Because like, and I like what you're saying because that's why I tell a lot of people, man, our past circumstances don't define us one bit. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm in front of these families, man, I'm saying his past addiction don't define him. He's still an amazing father, man. That's somebody's child. That's somebody's brother. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody's supporter, provider. You know what I'm saying? Don't, we don't, I don't want them to understand, I want them to understand that the disease doesn't define them, man. You know what I mean? And what a lot of people do is, you know, especially people that it's hard to look at themselves, they, they dig up your past. You know what I mean? The, that's the enemy trying to make trick you to make you think your past to find you, man. You ain't going to never be good. You, you lost your kids. You ain't going to never be no good mom. Nah, how do you? You got a disease, man. You can go back and get your kids, man. Go get back everything it took from you. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of people that just shed light on you like they better than you. You know what I'm saying? When no sin is really worse than no sin no other sin you know what i mean and it's one of those things where our circumstances don't define us one bit the past definitely don't define us because people change man and they only gonna change when people stop shedding light on their past trying to put them in deep pain man and, and instead instill hope and motivation in them to grow and it ain't it ain't really got nothing to do with being better than nobody because you know what i'm saying it's more so about doing better for everybody you know what i'm saying but when when we when we get in our circumstances, you know, keep getting brought up and all that stuff. And some people, they just don't understand, too. You know what I'm saying? Because they never been on the side. You know what I'm saying? And, and I understand that part, too. But everybody deserves chances. Everybody deserves hope. You know what I mean? And there's hope for everybody, man. So I like what you're saying with, with um, judging on the circumstances. That ain't the right way to be or go. And, 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 and that's, that's the point, man. That's, that's where we're at now, where we're, we have become a society where we would rather blame somebody else, mm-hmm. yeah. right, than, than just self-reflect. Yeah. And, and now see, see the, the, the egregiousness of what's going on. And, I, man, I, I wish people would just stop and just take a look at what's going on, right? Our rights to freedom of speech is being suppressed because of all this sensitivity, right? right? Because I would rather create a law, Ron, to suppress you from calling me a name than me just dealing with why I'm being affected by you calling me a name. I don't want to have to look at myself and deal with that. I would just rather suppress you so you can't say that to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's that bit. That's self-accountability, self-assessment, man. We got to look at ourselves, man, and see what we got to do because it's hard to look at yourself, man. And and I like that. A lot of people don't rely on self-accountability. And a lot of people don't sit back and and self-assess, man, to, to really understand. And a lot of people just ain't got 
got the work ethic to put in the work, man. A lot of people basically don't trust the process, man. They just looking for the outcome. You know what I mean? But I, and and again, that's you're spot on, man. You're spot on, and we're doing this to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. We're doing this to ourselves because instant gratification is something that's uh-huh. that's becoming new into our society, uh-huh. and that's due to Google. That's yeah. to, due to all of these things that we just want an instant answer to. Yep, and, and and you you said it when you sit down and you say, you know what? It's it's a lot easier for me to make somebody else change than for me to change myself. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's hard to look in the mirror and say, man, I did this to myself. I woke up late. That's why I ain't get it. You know what I'm saying? I did it to myself. You know what I'm saying? Even on little scales like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like my homeboy talking about his excuse for why he ain't want to, why he ain't, why he ain't where he's supposed to be as a black man in society is because he never had his dad in his life. And I'm like, bro, what if he never comes? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, self-assess and hold yourself accountable for where you're going and where you're at in life, man, instead of, you know, I'm blaming it on somebody else. And I like the immediate thing, too, though, you know, because like you were saying, immediate gratification result in long-term consequences, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's a statement with addiction. And that's a statement what we're talking about, too. You know what I'm saying? We're always looking for that immediate gratification. And the saying is, same with addiction, engaging in addictive behaviors, immediate gratification. I want to cope now, 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 now always lead to long-term consequences, jail time, losing children, whatever. It's the same thing with what you're saying right now. We always looking for that immediate gratification and we gonna reap the consequences. We always do. We are now, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like one of them things we got to get out of that habit of feelings in a case when you're trying to look for that immediate gratification, man. You know what I'm saying? So I like what you said about that instant gratification, but it's going to lead to long-term consequences that, we going through today, you know, and it's, it's not going to stop if we continue to seek that immediate gratification. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's the point. And, and, and I think, I think today's government structure kind of drives that right. And again, a lot of the conversations that I've been having with other people is, is the distractions that's upon us and, and in our way every day to keep us from, from, from self-awareness, yeah, yeah. you know, because we're, we're distracted from the moment we wake up, from the moment we wake up, we're distracted, yeah. right? Unless, unless you're deep into your religion, you may wake up and you may pray, but after that, you're getting to your distractions, yeah. Yeah. you see? And, and, and these distractions carry on through the whole day to the point, to in the evening time, you're so wore down from producing for other people, you just want a little bit of time for yourself. So you put on your your show, your football, um, whatever it is, your video game, whatever it is, to to ease your mind until you go to sleep. Right, yeah. You know, and then you get up the next day and you do it all over again. Exactly. And then when the weekend comes, you got you got your jet, got skis, your jet you skis, you have your amusement parks, yeah. you <laughs> have you know just everything to keep your mind occupied on everything else other than what's going on within you and around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like self awareness you was talking about. You know, man, we got. We we on a mission, man, and it's all about a purpose we're trying to fulfill, man. I like the distractions thing because, like, I always be saying distractions are purpose killers, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we got to get rid of all distractions. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the biggest things we can do. You know what I'm saying? And while we sit here producing for other people, you know what I'm saying? And I like how you say producing for other people. You know what I mean? You got to self, self-awareness and self-reflect because people don't really even know it got to the point where I'm telling people, I think we care too much. 
because do we know that 30 percent of caregivers die before the people they even caring for man like you know what i'm saying like sometimes it gets to a place where we saying like listen we caring too much it's killing us to care too much you know what i'm saying and um I, bro you speaking fire right now bro i'm loving it you're gonna have to have me on this show again <laughs> and we can do oh, that yeah. though and and and, and real. but but th these are facts yeah, and this man. is the truth yeah, right yeah. and now see the thing of it is what people don't understand because over time see see first and foremost change doesn't happen overnight no. you have to remember this is a government right. structure and this thing happens generationally and 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 over generations things change we may not feel it in our lifetime but we're not thinking about our kids this is why they train us about the instant gratification. Think small. Don't think in the future. Yeah, you see what yeah. I'm saying? And 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 what what people have forgotten, right? Is is how all of this started. Economy was built. Everything was built off manpower, off our yeah. backs. Our work that we produced was worth something, yeah. right? And every man that worked back in them days, a blacksmith. You know what? Whoever, right. right? These people knew what their worth was, and they damn sure got returned for the work damn they put right. out. Yeah. But see, we're not getting nope. that now. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way we're getting the return for the work that we're putting right. out. Right. Right. So, so if that's not the case, then how is that not slavery? Yeah, here we go. We talking. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying, though. But it's but it's 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 a slavery of the mind in a in a in a in a way that makes you think that you have all of these luxuries and you have all of these freedoms. Right. You see, but at the end of the day, half of it's not even yours because you're still making payments to the bank. Yeah, yeah, you own the sound. Yeah. So it's 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 just recognizing these these things in your life, and like you said, man getting rid of these distractions, getting this, these distractions out of your life, picking up a book, a nonfiction book, at least once a day. And I'm guilty of this. I have to start doing it myself, get back into the reading, you know, and, 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 and just start focusing on at least an hour or two of yourself each day. Right. You know, and I like the book thing, you know what I'm saying? Because like, it's so much stuff you can read. I love to read. You know what I'm saying? My biggest thing, I got to stop just sticking to one book. I got to read like two books at a time or something, like little by little. But like, we got knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And, and reading and all that stuff, it brings about the knowledge. And I don't think a lot of people doing that goes back to what I was saying. I don't think a lot of people willing to even put in the effort to work to dig deep to really figure things out, you know, and self-reflect and really sit back to see what's going on. You know what I mean? Because we got knowledge. You know, because knowledge, you know, and this is my opinion, I don't even think knowledge power no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's to the point wisdom power because wisdom, what you do with it. You know what I'm saying? Because we we yeah, got all the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Now, like you saying, stop suppressing. We got to use it. You know what I'm saying? Like put it to wisdom. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where we at right now. And, and it ain't going to start. Nothing going to change if nothing change. That's why we going through the same thing, man. That's why you said things don't change overnight. That's how I like that. You know what I mean? But nothing going to change if nothing changed. You know what I'm saying? So you're spot, you're spot yeah. on, brother. You're spot on, man. You know how many smart dummies yes, I've met in sir. my life? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Smart as smart yeah. as you could. You could. This man could recall everything yeah. in a book that he called, but still dumb yeah, as a box man. of rocks, man. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I had one of my you guys know? told me this story, man, about 
a guy that went through all these master's programs to become in all these trades, and he became one of the best little engineers and all that with light bulbs and electricity, all crazy type stuff. You know what I mean? And then he he was given a project and he couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? But it was this one guy in prison that they pointed in his direction, and that guy ended up being able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Just to go, just to show all that book smart stuff don't mean nothing, man. When you put time into something that you know is going to be of value, when you put time into something that you know that's going to be of worth, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff, it's all about time. People ain't really trying to put in that time, man. You know what I'm saying? 10,000 10, hours, man. Hours. What you know about 10,000 hours? <laughs> 10,000 hours. Huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Gotta you got to put 10, them 10,000, man. That's, and, and this... And let me explain, let me explain to my listeners that may not understand yes, what the 10,000 hours is, right? Now, 10,000 hours is scientifically proven, right? It's a, it's a study that after mm-hmm. 10,000 hours of extreme focus on one subject, not multiple subjects, but one subject, that your actual brain alters and becomes stronger and thicker yeah. in that portion of the brain that was being used for, for those, those 10,000 hours. So as, as whatever trade, electrician, carpenter, whatever trade that you're in, after you accumulate 10,000 hours of that trade, you're considered to be mastered in that trade. Yeah. Yep. And people, you people see, don't understand him, man. That's, that's, that's that knowledge. There's, there's no, no way around it. There ain't nowhere. That's that knowledge people got to apply right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take that, like the mindset, man. And, the crazy thing about it is a lot of people know what we need to do. They just don't feel what to do. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the crazy thing about the mind, man. They know what they know your fears, your weaknesses, but they also know what you want to do, too. So it's like really getting out of that fear a little bit like that. You know, you hear me now still? I put my headphones yeah. back in. It's getting out of that fear. You know what I'm saying? Getting out of that fear and really, and really just digging deep, man. I'm 10,000 hours big, man. 10,000 hours big. A so, lot of people be like, like, you know, check a lot of it's about mindset too. A lot of people be like, you can't make a million dollars overnight. You know what I'm saying? But I can make a dollar a million times though. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about mindset, man. And, and really trying to just put it away where people understand, man, what's really going on. So this is a good segue, right? Cause you talking about mindset and this is what I want to, I really want to get into. So take me into like what it was growing up without your father, because, because, you know, as I, as I shared a little bit of my story, my daughter had also went through the same thing. You know, she grew up without me. And, and, um, so, so help enlighten me into, into kind of what maybe my daughter was going through or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, It was a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because growing up being the oldest brother, you know what I'm saying? I had two younger brothers. I'm 32. The other one, 32, 31, and 30. We right behind each other, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So single mother, you know what I mean? Raising three boys. You know, that that was tough. And, you know, she worked hard. She made sure food was on the table. But it was still hard, you know what I'm saying? Because having that single mom and we knew what was going on to an extent. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's real difficult. It, it really took a toll as we got older, you know, when we started playing sports and getting involved in activities and stuff where, you know what I mean? It'd be love. It would, it would be lovely to have that other parent there. Cause you watching everybody else with theirs, you know what I'm saying? And 
Now this is this in is South Florida. Florida, Miami. Yeah, Miami. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the bottom. bottom. I'm, I'm in. Oh yeah, I'm in Tampa. Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, man. So like, it's just like you know what I'm saying. It was tough. You know what I'm saying? My other two brothers, they had a different father. I got a different father from them. You know what I mean? So their father wasn't in their life either. You know, so it's like it was just real tough, man, and pain and stuff like that. I would love to have a, a man to throw a football with you. You know what I'm saying, man? When I met my dad, I found out he played cornerback high school. That was my position. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, you find out all these crazy things that we had in common that I kind of missed out on and that he can kind of he could have kind of been a coach to shake me up. You know what I mean? But they say, you know what I mean, a, a woman can't raise uh, can't raise a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think a woman can raise a man, but I don't think she can teach a man how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just came to the point where it just led to a lot of disobedience and stuff like that with my mom. You know what I'm saying? But I look at myself today and I'm like, dang, can a, can a woman really teach a man how to be a man? Like, because she all I had, you know what I'm saying, and I and I think I'm I sit okay in my life today, you know. So, but but I, I'll be trying to shake it, understanding that me and my dad ain't what we supposed to be yet, you know what I'm saying? Because like you were saying, man, spitting fire, saying change ain't gonna happen overnight, you know what I'm saying? So, do I hold on to some stuff a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But we getting there, and, and that's the biggest thing. We getting there fast, like you know what I'm saying? So. I love him. He loves me. He tell me all the time. I tell him, you know what I'm saying. But you gonna, I'm gonna keep bringing up the past. It was hard, man. You know what I'm saying. It was hard. And so, how did you, how did you maintain through that? Now, have you ever been in trouble yeah. with the law? Or so I've been in like trouble that? with the law. I did a bid with my little brother, actually my baby brother. You know what I'm saying. I did a bid for uh, um, burglary of an occupied dwelling. I did that in um, West Palm, actually. I did that up in Gun Club, West Palm. You know what I'm saying? So I did uh, some time with my little brother. I was in and out of the tent, the detention center too. You know what I'm saying? But my only big charge when I got on the dope was with my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Was, which was real crazy, you know, being locked up with your brother. You know what I'm saying? Your baby your baby brother. Yeah. My middle brother wasn't there. It was my baby brother. So, you know, he's staying in Atlanta right now. He in the A. You know what I'm saying? But that was, that was tough. You know what I'm saying? I used to run away, man, sleeping in the bandit apartments man i was the obedient the disobedient child man you know what i'm saying but what was what was causing that do you know well you just ain't want to go by mama rules man you know what i'm saying and, and it's one of those things where you know hanging with the wrong crowd you know what i'm saying and, and just being disobedient because i'm a man and you know no woman can't tame me mentality you know when she was just trying to lead me in the right direction but was you was you mad or was you because i know like a lot of times like it, and, and I was guilty of this here because I treated my mom like crap, man, because Likewise. I was just mad. And, 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 and I seen that other people, other, other men were treating my mom like crap, you know? So, so it confused me because I, I at that time I thought that was like right, normal. Right. Right. right you know right, what I mean? Right. You know, it, so, it, you know, it was one of those things where, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it wasn't, it was never really, a, it was never no man in my mom's life. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think I was just angry at the world. And I ain't figured this out till mm -hmm. I was 25 sitting in a counseling session. You know what I'm saying? Because when you young and you ain't got nobody and you just feel like you ain't got no hope, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be your life. You become a product of your environment. 
you know what I'm saying? And this is what you used to. This is what you see. You know what I mean? And then the men and the men in the projects, you know what I'm saying? Them, I had, I had my mind made up. That's my image of the men. You know what I'm saying? And, and mm -hmm. a, a image mm -hmm. I was willing to fulfill. And I did. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of them things where like you get out of that environment that actually sit back and actually get to look at it, man, because I'm a firm believer, man, that I ain't no Hollywood type person, man. I love the projects. I go back, I speak, you know what I'm saying? I still see my, my friends and stuff sometimes. So, but it's like one of them things as you sit back, you know, I come, I come way up to Massachusetts just to get a look, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and understanding that in the projects, man, the street lights was the limit, man. When you get out, you understand like, dang, the sky the limit, you know? And, and that image of a man that I was really willing to fulfill wasn't, you know, the healthy route to go, you know what I mean? And, they started off like I started off, angry, without their dads, you know what I'm saying, disobedient, you know what I mean, selling, in and out of jail, you know, so it's like one of them things where, like, I think most of that anger came from me watching them, not knowing what other men to look at, and, and trying to fulfill that, you know what I'm saying, fulfill That's that nice. image of a man. You know what I'm saying? And whatever they said I needed to do, I needed to do. You know, I'm mean? your mom got you coming in at 10, man. What you doing? You don't, you make the rules. You little man. You know what I'm saying? And, and they had me running. I'm running errands. Aaron boy, young boy. I'm just running errands. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of them things. I think that's what led to a lot of things. And just trying to fulfill that image of a man that I seen in the projects really led to me. You know what I mean? Giving the lady that really loved me the most my behind the kiss. You know what I'm saying? So... You know what I'm saying? But but she got it, she definitely got enough, man. You can never repay mama, it's the same for me, man. And you know what I mean? She's still big in my life. She's my biggest supporter now. It's crazy. And she always will be, man. And that's that's the thing about women, man. Especially yeah. black women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Black women like like even though that they're the most disrespected, yeah, you know, on human earth, being yeah. on earth, there's they're still the most caring, loving, most honest, dedicated, loyal, you know, woman. That, yeah, that I've ever known, you know, and 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 it's 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 just crazy that you know. Speaking of this here, so you growing up in South Florida, right? When was like the first time that you experienced, you know, a racial issue that you knew, like race was Me involved? Growing up in Florida, the first time I really experienced, uh, uh, you know, I knew race existed, like more so towards the end of middle school, like you know what I'm saying, but. My first encounter was, you know what I'm saying, when what led to my bid, you know what I mean? Because um, it was a whole, it was kind of like a whole little racial profiling thing because at this time, you know, I used to, although I was staying in Lauderdale at that time, I, I used to run in Boca Raton a lot, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're familiar with Boca Raton, but I used to run, I used to run it, I used to run, oh, okay, I'm familiar with I used to run in Boca. I used to run in Boca Raton, you know what I'm saying, over there on Federal every now and then. So um, it's a lot of racist cops over there and stuff. So it led to a, a lot mm -hmm. of personal vendettas. Oh, yeah, West, West Palm, Palm too. too. Yeah, yeah, West Palm too, man. West Palm too. You know, so it's like it's like experiencing that and stuff, you know what I mean? And the racial. Now, up in Massachusetts, you know, it's, it's kind of bad too a little bit. You know what I mean? I think it's a, a little bit worse. You know what I mean? But um, I played in the AFL and I was in Kentucky, you know, when I was in the AFL. So that's the worst I ever been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, 
so this is so so with all of this going on like who who did was your mom a person that you confided in or or did you just hold so my mom was inside? definitely a person i confided in with this stuff right here you know what i'm saying because even as, even a, as kid, a kid man with this one you know what i'm saying she used, she used to, to always tell me man watch your back you know what i mean you you I, we couldn't even have white girlfriends. <laughs> it was so crazy, man. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. So it was like one of them things. Like cause cause she grew up in it. You know what I'm saying. And and she just want to protect. You know and and she know what we talk just like what we talking about. Nothing never changing. You know what I'm saying. It's still gonna be the same thing. Whether whether it's trying to be hidden, whatever. It's still gonna be the same agenda. You know what I'm saying. So Isn't yeah, it's crazy though. So 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 what so what do you think all of this is gonna bring out? Everything that's going on today, what you what do you think the outcome? Say if you could look ten years from now, what do you think? What what kind we of change? We're gonna be in the same see? position or deeper, man. We're either gonna be in the same position or or deeper, man. Deeper down, I mean. Like you know what I'm saying? And it just goes back to this is a revolving door, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's people in office that that dictate our life. Like we got the power. You know what I'm saying? And we just gotta use it though, man. It goes back to the wisdom. Wisdom is power, man. Use all that knowledge. Just like I'm using all the knowledge from my mom. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. The OGs. You know what I'm saying? They know what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? This is the this is what I'm this is why I have my this is why I have my show, brother. I mean, I'm 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 a forty yeah. five year old man and I've you know, I've I've been through a lot. Like my my life has been just one long tale of trauma, you know, and, and I pretty much did yeah. most of it to myself. Right. You know, and, and now what I'm trying to do is like, I, I'm nobody. I'm just I'm just some guy that's just sitting here in a room right now on yeah. my phone with you and recording this stuff for a podcast. You know, like I'm like I'm struggling to, to survive right. right now, too. You know, I get doors shut in my face every day. And, and now with COVID and everything that's going on. But for me, the most important thing I feel pulling at me right now is to get this message out to people because we're, man, we're in a very pernicious time, man. And people aren't really even understanding what's going on. Not even, not even here in this country, but what's going on in a global scale. You know, people's just so focused what's going on in their little town or their city. They're not even really understanding what what's going on on a whole global scale, you know? And, and, so I'm like, man, I got, I have to be because I'm not hearing what really right. needs to be right. said. There we go. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not right. hearing the truth. I'm not hearing the truth. Right. I keep hearing a little yeah, tip, right. you know, tads, and now yeah, the NFL got yeah. you know Black Lives Matter out and all of this stuff, and it's all corporate sayings. But listen, why, like you say, why would I think that this is going to change in the next ten years when in the '60s you had some of the most profitable men that 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 we're, we're telling you yeah. back then what right. was going to happen, and you still like, like didn't my, even listen. Like my mama saying, so, man, they, we can't continue to let people pee in your face and tell them it's rain, tell you it's raining. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what's been going on for years, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just got to, I'm tired of asking for permission. You know what I'm saying? We got to get out of the habit of asking for permission, man. It's ours. You know what I'm saying? Man, you spitting fire. You know what I'm saying? So, so me, mm-hmm. so me as a white guy, right? What can I do? What can I do to show that that I, I support 
black people in the movement and I really want black people to, to, to be equal with me. Me as a white guy, what could I do to show you that? You're showing it right now. You're showing it right now. And, and the biggest mm. thing is because although support is there, we already know the other there ain't gonna never be an understanding. You gotta be in shoes. You know what I'm saying? But it goes back to that you ain't saying the this past circumstances defined you. If you ain't in that boat, you you on this side. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people, and I ain't gonna lie, mm -hmm. when people talk about that little change, when we look at the Black Lives Matter marches, we seeing more, you know, we seeing, you know, we seeing every race, we seeing big diversity. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, it wasn't that much diversity during these marches and stuff. And I get it. So people, people measuring that, 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 that 0.1%, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But like all my friends, they support me and they tell me like, look, man, I know you, I ain't going to never understand. You got people that when this stuff happened, I got friends that call me, white friends that call me and they be like, man, look, my homeboy called me crying. Like, like dog, I don't even know what to say hmm. to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Bro, I don't even know what to say to you, bro, but I just want to let you know I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And, and what they did when, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like the support is big, man. And, and, and never giving up, believing in what I'm doing is changing the world. You know what I'm saying? Because we going to see it first. And before the, I, I had doors closed in my face, man. So people ask, man, why my foundation? Why, do, why don't I get grants and government funds for my foundation? Because I want to do what I want to do. That's why. Like, I'm tired of asking for permission. So I got all my supporters, all my friends pouring into my foundation, doing little fundraisers. And you know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where we got to just, just take control over everything. Don't give up. So what you're doing right now is basically saying, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to give up. Yeah, people are going to close the door. People going to shut the door in our face. Oh, they, they've been doing that forever. People been doing that on us forever. You know what I'm saying? But the biggest thing is we never give up, man. We see purpose in all the pain. We see purpose in all the pain, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't. I mean, I can't uh, give up. To give, to give up, up is to die. die. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's like they say, you know, a, a, a coward dies a thousand once. deaths, but yeah. a man only dies once. You know, and and that 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 rings so true, and and so many different things, and and that that's kind of what led to my change. So, but but sticking with you, how how so? How did you go from the mindset where you were at during school and and the the disobedience, turning it into something positive, which you got? I now? think, well, what, to be what honest, I think the biggest cause was when I moved to Massachusetts. You know what I'm saying? The reason I got from the way I got from Florida, Massachusetts, because I, I ain't had the goodest grades, man. You know what I'm saying? So actually, I um, I played football back then for Deerfield Beach High. You know what I'm saying? And when I played for Deerfield, mm -hmm. um, my one of yeah, man, the Bucks. Oh, so one of my coaches, he ended up getting a head coaching job at uh, Becker College up here in Mass. Um, you know what I mean? So my senior year, after it was over, he was like, man, you could come up here with me. You know what I'm saying? And play. You know what I'm saying? So I took that opportunity, man, and just being up here, just seeing change, you know what I'm saying? Having the same mindset, you know, but growing out of it slowly, you know what I'm saying? I did time up here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, but I grew out of it slowly, you know what I'm saying? And um, actually my first, my first year or my first and a half year 
in college, that's when I actually did the bid with my brother because I ended up going home for summer vacation. You know what I'm saying? So, and I ended up missing a whole year of college, football and everything. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's actually when I did the bid, you know, because um, I was still at that same mindset. You know what I'm saying? Going back to the same environment. You know what I'm saying? So I think getting out of that and, and, and really seeing stuff for what it is, seeing life and, you know what I'm saying, to the point where, your friends tell you, like, man, look, we good here. Don't come back, man. Ain't nothing good here. You know what I'm saying? But I still check in and holler at them and all that stuff, man, because they, our paths and circumstances don't define us, man. I was raising them same projects, man. Same snotty nose jit in them projects. So, you know Amen. what I'm saying? So I got. Amen. And that's what I was going to, because that, that's an important way to look at things, man. Like, again, you know that, you, you know that you're a yeah. man of yourself, right? When your homeboy can tell you, man, yeah. don't come back here. There's nothing good. And you can walk through that place without no kind nothing. of uh, affliction because you know, like, it doesn't yeah. matter where I'm yeah. at, brother. I'm me. You know, I'm me. That is the same sense as, you know, when, when I'm going through my college yeah. bid is what I like to call it. Right. So, but, yeah, right, but, right, but right. I was federal, yeah. you know, so they were, they, they were moving yeah. me from, from state to state, you see. And again, I'm I'm Florida. I'm Florida raised, you yeah. know, and I and I was raised in the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. You can probably tell, you know. So, the thing of it was was that, you know, when I got inside and they started moving moving me further west, right? People are telling me like you're gonna have problems moving west because those white yeah. dudes out there aren't gonna like you, you know. What do you mean they're not gonna like me? Well, you you mix, you know, you mix. And, and they don't play that over there. You know, everything is segregated. So at the end of the day, it's like I tell them, man, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, men right, respect yeah. men. And yeah, I know that. Man. You know yeah. what I mean? Men respect men. And at the end of the day, it doesn't yeah. matter how you talk, how you walk, how you look, whatever. But if you're respectful, you're humble, yeah. and you treat people the way that you want to be treated, yeah, yeah. you're always going to get That's that big, respect. Man, listen, empower people, empower people, man. You know what I'm saying? So every time another man coming at me like you know what i'm saying with, with something other than empowerment something other than to build me up you know what i'm saying i know what's going on it goes back to that awareness man i know what's going on i understand empower people empower people man you hurt brother what's going on like you know what i'm saying because empower people empower people so i ain't gonna i ain't gonna return shit on they like bring up they past because i know empower people empower people and he just ain't got it yet you know what I'm saying? So my job is to pick the next man up, man. And that's the only way things going to change, man. Every, it ain't nothing. It ain't, bro, it ain't nothing on earth living for itself. Flowers don't smell itself. Water don't drink itself. Same with people, bro. Like, it ain't nothing on earth living for itself, man. So we got to keep the hope alive and just stand behind each other, man. You know what I mean? United. You know what I'm saying? And and support one another. We you ain't gotta we ain't gotta understand each other to support each other. Like you know what I'm saying? Because why? Because we're looking at the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about, bro. All and, it, and it all starts yeah. with self. Like so so when 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 was it when was it, Ron? What was what what was it that made you start looking at yourself and start loving yourself versus trying to have other people love you well that whenever. started happening when when you start looking at yourself and basically start asking yourself a question i got asked myself by one of my mentors and he said what decisions are you making to be where you at you know what i'm saying and that little question right there what decisions are you making to be where you at you know it kind of ain't done at first you know what i'm <laughs> saying because i'm always talking about how i'm down 
how I'm down and out and all that. But, bro, this that stuff was self-inflicted, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff was self-infliction, bro. We put ourselves in pain. You know what I'm saying? So what decisions you making to be where you at? Man, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing good with my finances. I'm spending money places I probably shouldn't be spending. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I ain't studying. You know what I'm saying? So I'm feeling like self-assess. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we ask ourselves what decisions we making to be where we at, sometimes that'll lead to so much pain we still won't change. So it just goes back to the why, man. When he asks me, what's my why, man? You know what I'm saying? What's your why? And don't tell me your why strong enough, Ron, if you ain't making the right decisions. Don't tell me your why to get your mom out the projects if you ain't making the right decision. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me your why to get your mom out the projects when you calling me, telling me you finna quit the football team because the coach ain't going to talk to you that kind of way. Ain't you trying to make it to the league? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's that mindset, man, that, that mindset and that mentality, you know, and those questions. Those are number two questions that kind of got me out of it. And one of my favorite speakers is Les Brown. And Les Brown, he had told this story about how he was in Florida. It was his boy in Florida. and He used to walk by this crib. And he used to be an old man in a rocking chair rocking. And a dog used to be at his feet crying. I'm talking howling. Every single morning, Jit walking to school. And the dog would be howling. You know what I'm saying? So the boy finally got the courage to ask the man on one day to go on to school. Like, man, so why your dog crying every single day I see you? You rocking in that chair. He at your feet crying. Man, the OG replied. The OG in the rocking chair replied because he laying on a nail coming out the porch floorboard so the little kid was like so why he won't get up then ain't he in pain og replied because he comfortable bro sometimes bro we'll be in so much pain and settle for it and we'll be crying about our situations where we at in life how this ain't going good but we still laying on the nail because we comfortable though you know what i'm saying so it's basically just me digging deep really understanding that that comfortable zone is not going to help you grow we don't we don't get to the next level when we comfortable on the level we own you know what i'm saying so just and, and back to it seeking purpose in the pain man saying man if i'm gonna go through pain and if i'm gonna sacrifice anything i'm gonna get something out of it bro you know what i'm saying so i think that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. Yeah, again, right. that's that's what we were talking about earlier. Is, is getting right, paid right. for your work. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's work, the biggest man. things that really like got me out of that mindset. And when something tastes good, like when I'm eating food and something tastes good, I want more. And I think that's how it is with success. When you get it and you start really growing and seeing things from a, a different perspective, you start really growing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Imagine a guy like going up to you or going up in a and it's this guy, I don't know if you're familiar with TED Talk. Ted talk, dude, hold up a big poster, bro. The poster red, and he hold it up in front of hundreds of people and ask them what the poster, what color is it, and everybody say red. So he he shake his head, nah, I don't see red. He say, can somebody tell me? He's still holding the poster up high in the sky. Somebody tell me what color this poster is. Everybody kept saying red. He did this for like thirty minutes. I'm talking people mad, like. They act. They they basically started judging him, saying mm. like, "Yo, dude, don't know his colors. How he get to do a TED talk? You know what I'm saying? Oh, his this his color. He color that. So he yeah, he don't know nothing. He didn't even go to school, bro. He walked back to the stage with the big red poster. He turned it around. It was blue. He was just on the other side. You know what I'm saying? He said, "Y'all went to 
different perception. Right. But y'all went to judge different me. I perception. was right. You was right. But nobody asked me, bro. Help me understand, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Or what color are you looking at? Or, or what, what color, color are you, you looking see? at? Help me understand why you don't you see, see red like I see, sir. Like you know what I'm saying? They went automatically to judging him. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the biggest thing, man. That's what we do in life, man. We judge people, dig up their past, like you was just saying in the in the beginning. They circumstances and stuff, man. Like you know what I'm saying? And 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 I I want I want people to understand how that happens, right? And why that happens. Because you have to know why something happens in order to stop it from happening. You see? Now, now we go back to what you were saying a moment ago where you said you started asking yourself a question, right? Do you know that when you ask yourself a question, when you ask yourself a brain, your brain a question, your brain is always going to answer. It's never not going to answer. Anytime you ask yourself yeah. a question is going to give you an answer. Now, if your brain does not know the answer, you're going to go crazy yeah. trying to figure out what the answer is. And sooner or later, your brain is just going yeah. to give you an assumption, an answer of, of a calculated yeah. <laughs> experiences and things that the, your brain is going to put together to, to make a calculated assumption as yeah. to, well, this could possibly be this. Right. And the thing of it is, is that when you become so egotistical, right, if you're not a humble person, you become so egotistical, you're not even understanding that your brain is going crazy (laughs) trying to give you an answer that it don't have. So in this in this in this instance, this guy is holding up this sign and common sense to these people are like the sign is red. Right. I'm not understood. So now the brain's going crazy. Like it's trying to figure out the right answer. Number one, because you got yeah. so many narcissistic people in the yeah. crowd that want to be the first one to have the right answer. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And what this dude is doing is is pulling up these people's emotions, right? And these people are are, are they're not even they're not even understanding that now their emotions are starting to get involved, and they're starting, like you say, to pass judgment and things because now their emotions <laughs> is driving their yeah. their thought process. Right. So now this guy's crazy. This guy's nuts. This guy's yeah. crazy. It's red. Like you're saying, not even ask a question. And that's what goes on today in America, in the streets. Like you Nobody said, nobody's even asking yeah. questions. Right. They just assume. Yeah. I just yeah. assume I know yeah. what the black man wants. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know what, Mr. Black Man, we're not even going to ask you what you want. We're just going to tell yeah. you, listen, this is what you're going to do, you know, because study yeah. shows yeah. You, that this you is what you like. Bro. Ain't this yeah. some shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like the egotistical thing. Well, people that typically look at other people, it's people that typically that look at other people, they typically have an ego problem. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard for them to for them to really look at themselves. And looking at yourself is facing the truth, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we be running from the truth sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Looking at your looking at yourself in the mirror is you basically saying you going to face to face with the truth. It's all about you because nobody should want my dreams, vision, mission, <laughs> mission and my purpose more than I want it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's, it's, it's like we running from the truth. It's like when we was talking about how I used to, you know, run away from home. You know what I'm saying? I used to have the abandoned apartment. If, if you believe it or not, the first seven days, I really don't. I really didn't think I was homeless. You know what I'm saying? And then. Then the mind start really saying, because you now you got time to sit with yourself. Day eight, 
man, what you mean? Like, so what if I got a, a, a apartment? I'm still homeless. It ain't nothing in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it ain't mine. Like, mm-hmm. but it's the mind yours. really tricked me in the beginning to saying you ain't homeless. You got an apartment right here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I was the justify to tell you what I'm you want to hear to justify your actions. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's big, man, with the egotistical mm. thing, bro. So I definitely feel you on that, bro. And the thing of it is, like, what you and I are talking about, right, the most important thing that people need to understand, like, when I talk to people about addiction, yeah. you know, I've, I've had addicts on the show talking about their problems, things like this. The most, the, the most important aspect of what we're talking about yes, is to sir. know it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, Anything that's yeah. going on in your life right now is okay. Don't eat yeah, because, yeah. because you're alive and you're breathing and yeah, you can make man. a different decision yeah, the next man. minute. You see what I'm saying? Because now what, what you and I are yes, doing, sir. brother, we're doing spiritual work right now. And, and how we're doing spiritual work yeah. is because we're kicking game. We're kicking knowledge. Right. Yeah. And that's what being born again is, is, is all about. That's what the that's that's the representation yeah. in the Bible of being born again is just understanding now what god is and now that back. you know don't the retreat truth, we can't you retreat can't go back like you know what i'm saying because you run it from because the truth, now all you're doing is yourself. just lying to running yourself. from the truth lying to yourself like you say we you're can't retreat it's a story about this little soldier you guy see? they went on a quest to go to war when they got to the little island bro he turned around and told them to burn the ships down they all looking crazy bro he was a mastermind they warned by the way he was telling them, I ain't going to give you no option to retreat, bro. The whole mindset changed. We got to win. Like, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got no other way out. We got to win this war. You know what I'm saying? So we can't run away from it. We can't retreat. Mm. And like you say, there's always hope. And I be telling people, adversity is inevitable. If you woke up this morning, bro, and there's breath in your lungs, you got hope, bro. You could change right now. You got hope. If you woke up, bro, so many people that ain't wake up, even my people, even my people that I counsel, bro, I'll be like, raise your hand if you've had an overdose more than three times. You know how many of them raise their hands? I say, think about the person that had an OD once and then come to and lost his life. You know what I'm saying? As long as there's breath in your lungs, there's hope for you to bounce back and change everything and go get everything you deserve, everything that's yours. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's. That's real deep, bro. Nothing. Yeah. And that's what it is, man. There's no going back, you know. So that's it, man. I mean, yeah, this this was, real, this was bro, a great likewise. combo, brother. I, I love talking to you, man. And, and, and I'm, I'm definitely because I, I travel down to Miami well, I'm quite at, frequently. I'm in so right now. We're about, we're about right without oh, saying... Yeah. I yeah, know you're in so, mass right yeah, now. I got a house. Oh, you live in mass right now. Uh, oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I come okay. down all the time. So you don't ever yeah, come yeah, back yeah. down I come this down way all the time. Too much. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely have to get connected, yeah, man. man. I definitely, definitely got to get involved man. with what you're doing do, too, man. man. So we, I got your contact information. So we're gonna be talking real soon, either tomorrow or the day after. Yeah, no question. Hey, take care of yourself, man, and stay safe. And again, thank you for this convo, man.